It was the American Idol premiere that has everyone singing its praises. I'm but if you thought night one was good, I'm starting to get numb from all the good talent. You ain't heard nothing yet. Tonight, witness an unforgettable performance that moved the judges to tears. You have wrecked me. And the greatest audition Idol has ever seen. I'm in the presence of greatness. American Idol, tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. My name is Robert, and you're watch and you're listening to the That's the Movie podcast and the Sasha Marina show. So uh, today, I guess it's just me, and it's been quite a very uh, eventful week this past week. Um, so yeah, I guess I should just dive right into it. Um, the Maze Runner just was just released this past weekend, and um, I still have yet to see the movie. Um, I've already, I've read the book decent book and the apparently the movie's decent enough and it it did so well that there's already a sequel planned for next year next year September 18th that's pretty stupid if you ask me and you know uh this is i think because of marvel um because of marvel we have to blame for all these sequels that come out they're they're being planned so far ahead before even the first ones even finished filming or even started filming. There's a lot of sequels being planned already and have release dates just because of what Marvel's been doing. But a lot of these studios don't understand that Marvel worked towards that. They started off with decent movies and making crappy movies and then making really good movies and then finally hitting it, you know, just hitting a home run and finally getting it right and movies now a lot of movie studios are trying are starting to do that and i feel like that's probably going to make a lot of uh sequels be a lot worse than they usually were before because they're rushing them out and trying to make them like some sort of i don't know product or like some fast food restaurant and i hope that i'm wrong and it doesn't affect you know hollywood too much and movies and everything but i feel like it will we're going to be getting sequels that we don't want and sequels that we're going to be getting too soon. But, I mean, what you what can you do about that? So the next bit is uh, a rumor, rumor patrol, and this is um, about Luke Cage. So Netflix, Netflix uh, Marvel was able to get back the the rights for, for, for the Defenders, which includes Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. So, immediately they plan to do a Netflix TV series. So, the first first series that's going to come out is uh, Daredevil. And recently, in, an, in a Reddit AMA um, with uh, Idris Elba, who, who has been, like, you know, one of the the big rumors to play Luke Cage, and everyone has, every, a lot of people want him to play Luke Cage. And it's, like, sort of between him and Terry Crews right now. But, um... <clears throat> When asked about that, he says that this is what I quote: "I think there's already an, there's already an, an actor already signed on for it, fortunately or unfortunately." So there you have it. Uh, Idris Elba probably has nothing to do with it. I don't know. It was still a pretty vague <laughs> answer when he says that there's an actor already signed up, signed on it. I mean, it could mean that it's still him, you know, because he is an actor. 
So that's probably a possibility. Or we might have somebody else like Terry Crews or some other unknown actor. We have no idea who it might be. But who cares? Because the Luke Cage movie, I mean, TV show at least, is still far off because the Daredevil one is set to release next year. So I can't even imagine when the Luke Cage one comes. So we'll be seeing how that <laughs> turns out soon. Um, next bit is about Roberto Orsi. Um, this guy wrote, he's pretty much the one behind the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. So that's not good. He's been, he's uh, writing uh, the Power Rangers reboot and directing the Star Trek, um, Star Trek sequel, Star, Star Trek 3. And apparently, because of Star Trek 3, he's dropped out of the Power Rangers reboot that was um, going to be released the same year as Star Trek 3. So that kind of sucks, you know? But at the same time, um, I hope it doesn't affect the movie. Hope we get a decent screenwriter to make this a really dark, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger tale that we really want to see for some reason. I've always wanted to see something like that, a really dark version of of the uh, <laughs> the Power Rangers. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it doesn't affect it. I don't know why this guy is di- even directing Star Trek Three. I mean, if it's any... Um, if it's any if it's any sign about what he's done with Amazing Spider-Man 2, then I don't necessarily trust this guy in being the head of anything anymore because that was a pretty pretty uh bad disaster of a movie. So I just kind of hope it doesn't turn out like crap. <laughs> so now the next bit of news is about Matt Smith. Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor from Doctor Who. So anybody who's fans of Doctor Who, listen up, I guess. So, Pride and Prejudice Zombies. I've never read this book before, but it's in production. It's going to start shooting, I think, about, like, next week, or probably that would be this week, I think. Start shooting sometime maybe this week. Yeah. And he's been uh, casted for a role in a movie. And let me double-check who was a role again. He's going to play... Hold up, looking for it. He's going to play Mr. William Collins. So if anybody's read Pride and Prejudice Zombies, who knows who that is, I guess get excited or not excited. I really don't know. But it seems like Matt Smith is uh, trying to range out as far as he can from Doctor Who stuff. He's part of Terminator Genesis, the stupidly written Terminator Genesis. You know, there's a there's a Y instead of an I at the end. Really dumb. And he's working on, he's in The Lost River, which is Ryan Gosling's uh, directorial debut. And that's his first movie since, um, his first, like, role in anything major since Doctor Who. So, um, yeah. And Lost River was actually booed at, <laughs> at cons. Nobody liked it. Um, so that kind of sucks. Let's hope that, does, that doesn't, you know, ruin the rest of his film career. So we got Terminator Genesis and Pride and Prejudice Zombies. I'm pretty excited to see what he has next. So talking about movies that could be bad, um, Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. That is a Lifetime TV movie that's being released this year, November 28th, I mean 29th at 8 p.m. So it's a TV movie. And the voice of, of Grumpy Cat is going to be uh, Audrey Plaza. Um, if you don't know who she is, she plays April in Parks and Recreation. Pretty, she's pretty famous for playing these deadpan, sarcastic roles. 
and she does a great job at it. And I really couldn't see anybody else playing Grumpy Cat besides her. I mean, if Grumpy Cat was a boy, it obviously have to be Nick Offerman. But since it's not a boy, it's a girl, it's going to be Audrey Plaza. And I don't really care for this movie because it's probably going to be terrible, but it's probably going to be really cool to see how Audrey Plaza's voice like fits with um, uh, Tard or Grumpy Cat. So get excited for that, sort of. So Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 3 has been on and out of the news like over and over again. And recently there was an interview with uh, Dan Aykroyd, who is pretty much like the only one who cares about Ghostbusters right now, because in fact one of the original Ghostbusters has passed away, may rest in peace, Harold Ramis. Bill Murray does not give a crap about it, and the one guy that nobody remembers his name probably doesn't even know that this movie's happening. (laughs) That's how unimportant they've made him to the franchise. So apparently, you know, Dan Aykroyd has been going a little insane these past few years, saying some really crazy stuff, but now I think he just kind of kind of getting ahead of himself. And apparently it's not just him. This is everybody who's working on this movie. Let me just read the whole quote to you guys first, just to see, to get a, a feel of this. <clears throat> My whole thinking on Ghostbusters now is it's, be, it's, it's just beyond just a sequel, a prequel, another movie, or another TV show. I'm thinking now, what does the whole brand mean to Sony? What's Pixar and Star Wars mean to Disney? What does Marvel mean to Fox? Everybody, all of us on the team, there now, the executives, the creatives, myself, Ivan Reitman, uh, we're thinking more in terms of what do we, what do we build this thing into in the next 10 years? Just not another movie or another TV show, but what's the totality of it? What's the whole mythology from the beginning of their lives to the end of their lives? Ghostbusters are nine years old. Ghostbusters in high school. That is, that is the end of the quote. Wow. Um, they have a lot of crap planned for this movie. And this is exactly what I'm talking about, how Marvel has influenced studios so much. Marvel's doing a good thing with, what they, with their movies, but they're making studios like Sony put their, put their, you know, their, their asses on the line for a, a franchise that stopped being good after the first movie that came out in the 80s. So I don't know what they're going to be doing with a reboot of of the Ghostbusters and try to make a whole prequel and TV show and everything. That'd be that's just a terrible sounding idea. And on top of that, Ghostbusters has not doesn't have nearly enough mythology like Marvel does. Marvel has crazy stories ranging from the 60s to now. It's like over like 40 years of, of story. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters has two movies and cartoon show. Cartoon show and barely even count for, like, the Ghostbusters mythology. So I don't, I really don't think that this would be a good idea. It would be really stupid. And nobody wants to see it either. Like, do I really care about the Ghostbusters at nine years old? They didn't even know that ghosts exist until they're, like, in their middle, into, like, in their 30s or something, or late 30s. So why would I want to see them at nine years old? They'll just be stupid kids. And in high school, oh man, that'd be terrible. So I really hope that doesn't happen. And in fact, I hope they just scrap the whole idea of Ghostbusters and make do something else, do something new. I don't know, stop rehashing old stuff from the 80s and 70s and the 90s. Nobody wants to see any of that. Just make new things. So, 
talking about um, <laughs> lack of creativity, but uh, King Kong is getting a, a prequel. So the King Kong remake that came out, directed by Peter Jackson back in 2005, was pretty pretty awesome. It was a pretty uh, big uh, blockbuster, and I quite enjoyed it. You know, I really love the movie, and um, it's getting a prequel, and it's called Skull Island. So it's about Skull Island where um, King Kong lives. So it's going to be about King Kong, much younger, and all the monsters that are in it. And this specific news is about um, the director and the lead who's been cast. Tom Hiddleston has been cast as lead, and since most likely a movie might take place during the 1920s, 19, early 1930s, I forget when King Kong actually took place, but it's going to mean that Tom Hiddleston's going to play, I don't know, some sort of adventurer of some kind. Maybe he is going to be English and not American, probably, would make sense. But, yeah, uh, that's it. And also, the director of um, of uh, The Kings of Summer will be directing this movie, which is, uh, you know, really interesting because The Kings of Summer was a coming-of-age comedy. It was, it was not really... Um, a big blockbuster movie like Skull Island would actually be. So I wonder how that will turn out. I mean, Peter Jackson didn't 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 let that that Lord of the Rings franchise go to anybody else besides him. You know, it was originally going to be like I think Guillermo del Toro, and then no, Peter Jackson's directing it. So I guess he uh, he must trust this guy enough, or probably has no say in it. Probably doesn't. So now the two best news stories of the whole like past week. So for a while the Jason Bourne movies haven't been around. Ever since Bourne Ultimatum, it's been the last one. You know, the last good Bourne movie. And the good thing about those movies is that every sequel was better than the previous one. And Matt da- Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass were like the dynamic duo that couldn't they were just a force to be reckoned with when it came to action thrillers. So they people, you know, Sony decided, hey, let's uh let's try and do that again, but with a different actor and a different character and a different director. Let's get Jeremy Renner involved and the Born Legacy was born. There is actually books um based on that on that mo- what that movie's based on, but what I mean is that that movie was not good and people have been dying, you know, for for another Bourne movie involving Matt Damon. And it's happening. It's finally freaking happening. We're getting Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass together, and it's going to—it's Bourne 5. It's going to be the fifth of Bourne movie. And it looks like they're going to do a whole other sort of Marvel Universe thing where they're going to be... Uh, there's going to be Jason Bourne. They're going to have a shared universe with Jason, Jason Bourne and whatever the hell German, Jeremy Renner's character's name was. And they're going to have that whole thing going on at the the same time. And there might be crossovers. And I guess that sounds pretty cool. But I'm just excited that Matt Damon's back with the Bourne movie. But to tell you the truth, I don't I don't think it's going to be better than Bourne Ultimatum. For some reason, I think it's just done. Like, it's not going to work. I'm Hopefully, I'm wrong. But I think it's done. I think the magic's gone, and it's not going to really happen anymore. So, um, the final, well, not, I guess not, not really the final bit of news, but the really the most important news of all time, the, the, the best thing you ever hear, is that Deadpool 
the Deadpool movie is finally happening. After fans, you know, being so disappointed about this movie, being shelved so many times. I've been waiting for this movie since the terrible, terrible um, X-Men Origins Wolverine, the movie, that bad, bad movie that had a fantastic Wade Wilson, but a very terrible Deadpool. That There wasn't even a Deadpool. What am I talking about? There was just some like crazy, weird, stupid thing going on over there. But the movie's happening, and it's coming out February 12th, 2016. And it is being written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who wrote, um, what's it called, Zombieland. So that's really cool. And then Tim Miller is directing it, who I have no idea who friggin' Tim Miller is. But I'm sure he's going to do a great job. And then Ryan Reynolds is most likely going to star as um, as Deadpool. Apparently, there's nothing you know written up yet. But Ryan Reynolds has been you know wanting to play Deadpool since he actually played Deadpool the first time. So I highly doubt he'll pass it up. So it's probably going to be freaking awesome. And it's coming out the same the same year of um, X Men Apocalypse. Right before X Men Apocalypse, actually, um, X Men Apocalypse is going to come out May 2016. So that being said, um, let's talk about the PG-13 or the R-rated rating for this movie. So a lot of fans have been angry about this not having an R-rated, you know, um, rating, and I was kind of bummed out about it at first, but it's not really a bad thing, you know, because Deadpool hasn't really been such hardcore R rating R rated comics like at all. He had he had a Deadpool Max, which was just uh Max comics from Marvel where they got like an R rated version of all the superheroes, but of some superheroes like Punisher and Wolverine and Deadpool himself. And they were really dark adult comics. So that was it. But really Deadpool has just been extremely violent, but there isn't a lot of, you know, like, crude language or anything. Like, even early Deadpool is not crude at all. It's it's pretty PG-13. But it would have been cool to see it, because that's that's essentially what the, um, what this test footage that came out, it was R-rated, and it was awesome. But there's a way around it, you know, um, a lot of people have discussed online that what would be a great idea is if Deadpool actually swears in the movie, but it's bleeped out. And then he notices it that it's bleeping, and he get and he starts getting angry about it. And then he starts swearing more and more, and it starts more bleeping and bleeping. And he just gets pissed about it. And then he can probably start um, talking about how this movie is very bloodless and there's not a lot of violence in it, and that's really stupid. And probably commenting on that the whole movie. That's not a bad idea. You know, it sounds like a really cool thing. So there's really ways around the PG-13 rating. So if nobody, everyone's like, you know, wondering why or like, no, this is going to suck. It's not. It's not. It's probably going to be fine if it's PG-13. Even the creator believes it's going to be fine. So, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I want to talk about, um, I think I should be having some reviews up soon. I reviewed The Guest, and The Guest was... um, was directed and written by the same guys who made Your Next. And if anybody ever saw my Your Next review, I hated that movie so badly. So you'll probably be uh, intrigued to see what I think about The Guest. And I also uh, did my first movie set visit, and it was uh, for Space Command. And Space Command is this Kickstarter-funded um, movie that's it's a sci-fi 
And it's uh, this guy who's been working in the industry for like years, writing episodes of shows like here and there and directing things. And it's pretty cool. It looks, I went on the set and it looks like straight out of, of Star Trek. Like I felt like I w- if I would have walked into the original Star Trek series set, it was like those big Hollywood, you know, uh, soundstage sets. And you're like, wow, this is so cool looking. It looks like it took hours to make this. So yeah, I met the guy there. I had some pictures and interview. Um, Sasha's actually working on it as we speak. So we'll, pro- so we'll probably be having that up sometime this week, maybe next week. And, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. So you guys can uh, keep a lookout for that. <clears throat> so, yeah, Deadpool. <laughs> so uh, next I actually just wanted to mention was um, uh, David Fincher has another movie in the works, if nobody knew about it. It's called Gone Girl, and it's starring uh, uh, Matt Damon and uh, – not Matt Damon, <laughs> Ben Affleck. And uh, Rose Rosamund Pike, uh, Rosamund Pike. I don't really know how to pronounce her name. I probably just screwed it up, but whatever. Um, she's uh, sh- anyways. This this is Dame Fincher who directed the Social Network, Fight Club, and the movie's getting pretty good early reviews. Uh, I didn't really have any high hopes for this movie just because Ben Affleck is a star of the movie, and it's you know Ben Affleck is a star of the movie. That's the problem. And apparently the reviews are you know are good. So. Anybody worried about that movie? It's not probably going to be bad. Hopefully. Maybe not. <laughs> and there's some uh, cool um, footage. Uh, I mean, some pictures out there. Vin Diesel has, you know, has always loved sharing stuff that he's doing with his movies, and especially, you know, when he was in Marvel. He's working on this movie called The Last of the Witch Hunters, I think it was, or Last Witch Hunter. And he's uh, shared some some pictures, some stills from it. It looks pretty cool. It's him with like this weird, like full beard that's braided at the same time, and you know, Vin Diesel's not the greatest of actors. He did a great job with <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, saying the same three phrase, three words over and over again. But um, I think, I think, I don't know. He looks pretty cool, but I don't know if the movie's gonna be that great. So, and, and now, if anybody's excited about Pitch Perfect 2, Pitch Perfect 2, um, Elizabeth Banks was talking about some quotes and stuff. She was talking about the uh, the plot details. And she says the girls are now uh, graduating seniors and are coming to the end of time, end of time as Bellas, and they're figuring out how to leave the nest and comfort each other's, you know, friendship and figure out what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. So it's just pretty much just them leaving. You know, it's uh, it's the end of the year, and I guess it's probably going to be trying to find who's going to replace them. Uh, their their Bellas and and probably looking to um to audition other girls. So expect more acapella singing than we want because acapella is not really that cool at all. It's kind of annoying. And uh, something I wanted to mention was that recently about Man of Steel that apparently Aquaman already made um, some sort of cameo in the first Man of Steel movie. So this is mild spoilers for the first Man of Steel movie, if anybody has not seen it. Um, Sue Clark Kent is uh, saving people from an oil rig, and apparently he fell into the water, and, you know, he looked like he was drowning, like he was falling into the water and just drowning. But then... There's a, it cuts to a scene of him floating above the water, and then, like, uh, distantly, like, you see two whales, like, leaving. 
So apparently the whales were were um were in direct command of, you know, Aquaman. Aquaman told them, "Hey, go save this guy." And yeah. And people say, "Well, if he did that, why didn't he save the people on the oil rig?" And Aquaman wouldn't want to save people on the oil rig cuz what they're doing is polluting the ocean, and he's not a big fan of, you know, ruining the ocean and killing their the the species in there. So he, of course, he wouldn't help him, but he probably helped Clark because he could tell that Clark wasn't human. He, there was something special about him being, you know, an alien from another planet. So yeah, London has fallen. London has fallen. It is the sequel to Olympus has fallen. Uh, I could even get past that first movie. Olympus has fallen was so bad. Like for you know, big Hollywood action movie. You'd think that they'd have a better budget for CGI, and it was just terrible. It looks like it was made by a bunch of teenagers with crappy cameras. And anyways, weeks before shooting, London has fallen. The director just left. He just quit. I think he realized that this that this movie was going to be a mistake. Like, he just didn't want to do this. <laughs> I guess he realized it was a bad thing to do. And he just left. Just left the movie. So there you go. That's that's Hollywood for you. That's how it happens. People just leave movies because, just because, they don't even care. So Suicide Squad is um, a movie that's been in the works for quite some time now. And it'd probably be like the best response for um, DC for, for Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it'd, it'd probably be the best response for it because the Suicide Squad is sort of like these gritty, and it's kind of funny most of the time, and they're just bad guys. This is the whole the whole, the whole idea of them. They're bad guys who the government's using to do their dirty work. So that'll be a cool side that we haven't seen of superheroes. And, yeah, apparently uh, Warner Brothers wants um, the, the, the director from Fury... Fury is a movie that hasn't even been released yet um, that's starring Brad Pitt and a bunch of other actors, uh, Shia LaBeouf. It's a war movie about in World War II about Americans um, who who are tank crew in Normandy. So they're the guys. They would go in Normandy. They were, they were in the Normandy you know, D-Day landing and stuff. I mean, after that. And they just were with tanks attacking people. So there you have that. It'll be cool, killing Nazis with tanks and Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt really doesn't like Nazis. But again, then again, nobody likes Nazis, except Nazis. I didn't think Nazis even like Nazis. Anyways, uh, reaching the end of our show now. <laughs> so, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, the, at the Real Robert AH. Uh, go to Facebook and get our pages, The Sasha Muna Show, and um, That's a Movie. You guys can go on Instagram and follow me as well, at Robert Alfonso Hidalgo. And check out our app. We have an app. It's on Google Play and BlackBerry World. Whoever still owns a BlackBerry, good for you. Uh, just look up The Sasha Muna Show, and you could... um. <clears throat> Keep up to date with all our stuff, Sasha's podcast, my movie reviews, whatever, anything that we're doing. And it's an easy way to do it. And you can also go on to com if you're on your computer and just want to look at stuff there. Do that. It's really cool. And, yeah, 
can go on YouTube as well. Look up that's the movie stuff. So yeah, be on the lookout for um, for the footage from the Space Command um, visit, and as well as uh, reviews, two two new movie reviews. Um, one called Mind Games, Mine, as in you know, it, fuck it, you guys will see it, and The Guest. So yeah, everyone have a nice day. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. It's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.